two fans of the island. Oh, yeah. Fans of the island. I'm right. A fan. <laughs> fans of the curse. The curse of the fans. Yeah, curse of the fans. Yeah. I like that right, one. Right. Curse of the fans. Yeah. You'll never get that gold now. <laughs> so we're going to roll with this. We're going to do another episode of Curse of Oak Island recap, season seven, episode two. Mm-hmm. Back in the swamp, baby. They're core drilling to find the remnants of a, a ship, p- potential, potential ship. ship, whatever the anomaly, the penis anomaly was. They're <laughs> yes. gonna, you're gonna try to explore that penis a little bit further. So the first core was 16 and a half feet deep from water level, and there's no apparent wood in the first core. But they'll dig through the muck. The second core has dry clay. Which surprises a lot of them. Like, why is it dry? It shouldn't be dry. Because it's a swamp. They literally had to right. go down this through the water first to get right. to the core sample of the... Okay. So they're finding dry clay not that far down. Yeah. Which you would think water would seep farther down than that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm putting it out there now. I've never seen Oak Island. <laughs> okay. Should we start off with having you ask some questions? At, at least, where is Oak Island? Like, it's in Nova Scotia. Okay, how would I know this? <laughs> you gotta watch the show. Again, haven't seen the show. <laughs> well, I don't know. So it's in Nova it's, Scotia. It's in Nova Scotia. Yes. Oh, I had another like really solid question. <laughs> I completely forgot it. If you remember, like, just... what's the premise of the show? So oh, there okay. is. Oh my God, where do we start? Ah, oh. thirty second summary. Many Go. many years ago. Okay, there. Oh, man. Just say some variations on this. So, (laughs) some guys were in a rowboat and they saw some weird lights on the island, even though the island is supposed to be uninhabited. So, they go to the island. They they try to find these lights. They're gone. They notice a depression in the ground near this big oak tree, I think. And so, they just like they're curious about it. So, I think that night or maybe the next day, they go back and they start digging. And then every 10 feet, they find a bunch of cut up wooden logs. Every 10 feet, they just keep finding more and more of these logs just laid out in like a plank almost. And that's these guys? No, no, no. no. This, this is, is like long time ago. 15, 1600s, something oh, like okay. that. 1700s. I, I forget the, the year. Um, so they keep going. And then I think that's when they found a stone tablet that had a bunch of weird markings on it. Was that 90 feet? Yeah, I think at 90 feet. I mean, 90 feet down. I mean, this is crazy. So they keep going they find a stone tablet like it's almost like hieroglyphs but they're just like symbols like just weird letter like lines not even letters um i think they keep going and then at some point the they hit is that when they hit the flood tunnel it was and like then, right after they got the yeah right after they get there all of a sudden i think the next day they're going down lowering themselves down and then they just hit like there was water just water in the pit that just filled up and that's of, now these guys that are in the water or we're still in the 50 no still still, still the, same, okay. the same people and then word gets out more and more people are curious about it and then there's just more and more explain uh, exploration and over time like this curiosity's built up like what is there why was this here is there some buried treasure on the island? There's all these crazy theories of who may have put something there. But there's no definite anything there. Well, there's the, just the, the, the hope that, that thing, there's something is. No, there's there wasn't like any actual like treasure treasure reported to be found. But there's like that whole weird setup led to more excavation, which led to like more odd findings. There's like they found like a flood tunnel. They found like 
coconut husk that shouldn't be there. And corn. It, the coconut yeah. husk yeah. and the corn <laughs> was used to help keep stuff from clogging these flood tunnels. So okay. they would put the coconut husk so that only water could get into these flood tunnels. The corn was something to do with filling, like stopping the flood tunnel so they could go down further. They had a way of blocking okay. the water from getting in. And at one point, I forget what year this was, and sometime, I want to say in, in the 1900s, someone put some dye in one of the, the holes, the drill holes, to see where the water is coming in from. Okay. The dye, I think, appeared in several locations out in the ocean seawater from the island. So it was... They're trying, it's like you know, coming up from under the island or something. Or it's like just around. coming out, so there might be different di- different tunnels, tunnels coming, coming in from different directions to one to huh. f- to flood this this hole. So like it seems like someone went through very detailed efforts to flood this area to prevent people from uncovering whatever is beneath. And huh. some of the other crazier ideas of what has actually been here: pirates' treasure. Yep. Um, also, the Ark of the Covenant yes. um, is a big theme. Um, was there any other major ones that now they found um, the potential of a boat that has was maybe potentially maybe covered some over other stuff re- de- pertaining to Jesus? I don't know. There's but lots of yeah, religious potential artifacts yeah. and things. The connections on those are... Uh, <laughs> Held by a hair at best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some weird stuff. So according to this legend, right. one more is going to go. Yes, yeah. Which would probably get the show canceled if that happened. So I don't know. <laughs> well, it didn't, hasn't stopped, you know. Uh, other things. Like what was the other show we were talking about? Uh, Deadliest Catch. They oh. Plenty of people have died throughout the years. Some yeah. Year. I mean. At least a couple now. It's it's tough because it's like I, I guess it depends on the nature of I how suppose. like if it's it depends if it's just like uh, an accident while they like people weren't adhering to safety standards you know you might get like shut down like you're just <laughs> not yeah, gonna, you're not true. they're not going to give you permits to keep going on if, if they deem it dangerous or you know there's just gross negligence there right I think there was an episode of In Search of like way back in the day, like Leonard, Leonard Nimoy hosted it um, that I first heard about. And I was like, well, that's crazy. And then when this show came up, I was like, oh. Like, oh, really? That far back? Yeah, it was just, I remember watching it as a kid, like I was nine or 10 and it was on TV and I remember seeing like the story a little bit. And then for Rick and Marty, like Rick read the story, like Reader's Digest. They got him like going. Oh, that's right. So that's yeah. why he got into it. And then Marty like just kind of went with him and tagged along. And he's, Marty's always been a skeptical one yep. of the whole situation. But the evidence they're uncovering, he's just, he's buying more and more into it as they go along. So, yep. anyway, back to core drilling in the swamp. Um, and then after they pull up some cores, the core driller got stuck on something. Yep. And it's big dramatic tension. And yeah. Then they're like, okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, the third core came up 29 and a half feet deep. And they pull up something very solid in this core. They're looking at it. I think Marty says that almost looks like a cap rock. Um, so was this a natural formation or was it a place ever man? And the cap rock is something used in like oil drilling to cap a well. 
under, right. okay. you know, in seawater, underwater. Um, so if that's the case, like, how did this get there? So that's well, going to have to be investigated. It had, that could all, the, it was, I don't know if it was a cap rock that they were referring to or cap rock in general, because they were referencing yeah, right, right, natural right. land formations and caves that yeah, yeah. had this They'd, same mm-hmm. type of material. Yeah, that's right. But, all right, so the drill stops again, and then they say, just smash it. Yeah. So the guy just gets a sledgehammer, it's bang, bang. And he's smashing it on the drill. Right yeah, on the drill. Right on the drill, okay. like, casing there. Because if the drill wasn't strong enough, Right, exactly. Like, come on, it's a drill. It's, it's going to do it. break it free down at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. No matter, Even though it's already going, like, what, 30 feet yeah. down? Yeah, it's somehow yeah, leverage This works. little vibration is going to... Uh, Anyway, so they end up quitting for the day because it doesn't do anything. And the next day, they set up in a new spot. This video is sponsored by Forged, a Jason Knight Maker series. What's that all about? Oh, that is the new series by Jason Knight that is available through his website where Jason gives you tips and tricks and lessons on how to make the elemental knife, in his words, the the Forged-style knives that he likes to make. Forge to Sharp, as he would say. Um, it's a great video series that he's put together. Currently, you can purchase it on his website, and there's six videos to watch in the first six parts of the series. There's going to be exclusive content available on the site as well, coming soon. And if you want to purchase it, you can go to nightforgestudio.com to see where this is and, and purchase it. Is there a promo code? As a matter of fact, there is. Hey. If you go on this Nightforge Studio and use coupon code FOF15, FOF15, you can get $15 discounted from the price of this video series. Nice. So go on there. If you really want to check out these videos, listen, we have the views on the other video that we did with Jason Knight to kind of prove that we know you like them. People like watching Jason Knight work. This video series is all about Jason Knight doing his work yep. and making some badass knives. Learn from a master smith. Exactly. It's, it's really, if you think about it, you're learning these lessons from a master smith. It's, it's a bargain. Yeah. So check out the video series and uh, don't forget to use the promo code FOF15 to save $15 on your purchase of the Forge Jason Knight Maker Series videos. Be a maker. Go check it out. And they go back to the excavation at Smith's Cove. So this is where they had, it was just a regular beach before. And then they they put these seawalls up. They built them? They built them here, okay. the part of the show, like within the last few seasons. So that they could do excavating in that area and look for ships and things like that. that maybe hit, Or treasure that would have fallen off a boat, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Well, Ansel, because uh, Dan Blankenship mentioned that when... He had put up a coffer dam many years ago to do some digging and searching around. He found this wooden U-shaped structure there, oh, but right. then a storm took out his coffer dams, and he just he never went back to try to uncover that. So that's kind of what led them there. And then they put up these, they had a company put up these big steel interlocking walls to block off the seawater. And then last season they just uncovered. So much wooden structure there. It was crazy. It was like a slipway, and it looked like it was basically like some sort of wharf. Yep. Right. So they are back here with an electromagnetic radar device so they can see if there's anything related to the box streams in this area. 
And uh, then it skips over to Gary Drayton, our favorite. boy. Our favorite, our favorite. (laughs) Why is he the favorite? He's just our favorite. He's our favorite metal detector. (laughs) Oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so Rick and Dan also go with him to Lot 21, where they haven't really done a whole lot of searching yet, to try to detect some metal. And... Whoever made it. Oh, okay. So they... They they find something. They're very successful in finding yeah. things with that metal detector because it's almost immediate. You hear beep 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 beep, and then he goes, "Dig it up!" All right, dig that up. <laughs> you dig that up, and so the guy the guys pull it out, and it's these like things that are like shaped like a hammerhead, like yeah. a blacksmith hammer. And so the guys, I think this is like a, a masonry hammer or a quarry hammer, just based off the shape of it. So they like okay, they bag it, tag it, and they keep looking. And they find a second hammerhead, like Ooh. in the woods there, and it's a bigger. And so they like, oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah. they take it with them, and then they head back, back to the swamp, to the swamp, with their wetlands expert, Doctor Spooner. Doctor Spooner thinks it's a young swamp, and he's going to test the core samples to try to determine age of the soil sample and and figure this all out. Try to date the swamp. Basis the basis of why he thinks that is it's where the sediments of the clay and everything are showing up at what depth. Yep. He says if it was a swamp that had been there a long time, They'd be that deeper. would be much, much yep. deeper. Yeah. So now they're checking out the cave in pit, which this is the first I've heard of. Yeah, I, pit. I, I, what's a cave in pit? That's what they call this particular spot in the swamp. So there was like a, in a different part of the island. Oh, they yeah. haven't been there before. Or they just haven't shown it. They haven't, they haven't really gone to this part of the island. Like everything was mainly concentrated on one on one side of the swamp. Really, do or, people live on this island? People have. Um, so the last two, the two guys that just passed away m- most recently, like they live there actively. Rick and Marty like bought up all the land, plots of land on there. But previously, I, there had been a, a fair like amount of people that lived on there. Like even mm-hmm. back in like. 1800s, 1700s, like there was people that were living there, farming on the island too. Like, yep. So there's some history there. Um, so this cave and pit was thought to be an old air tunnel and they identify some anomalies that could be related to the flood tunnel system. And then the next day, it's time to look at more cores. So They look at them for like two seconds. Yeah, they go, they're yeah, and they're just like, oh, okay. And, and that's it. And then the next thing they do is they all go back to the war room mm-hmm. and they have all the shit that they've found pretty much since they've been there. And they have it all laid out in this giant table. And they bring in blacksmith expert Carmen Legg to look at the artifacts. And they've gone to him before with stuff that they found and now they had him come to the island. Um, he says that the hammers were actually swages used for sharpening rock tools. Mm. Mm-hmm which is indicative of a mining or tunneling site. And he dates it to the 1400s through possibly 1750. And he said there could have been stuff happening on the virtually unexplored western drumming of the island. So what that means is there's theories that these were actually, there was two islands with like a little, a causeway of sorts going between them that were bricked off. And then that was filled in with dirt and becomes the swamp area now. So that's where there's still water there. Okay. But on this other part of it, 
they haven't really done much excavation no. or stuff there because they didn't think this. There was never any real evidence to go to that side of the island mm-hmm. for anything. But um, they found lot 21 was in that side. Right. So these hammers are found over there. So now they're like, well, maybe we should be over here. Maybe there's something to it that we've been overlooking the whole time. Right. And so they are back to the swamp again. Like this is the third or fourth Beautiful. time in the, the episode to look at some more core samples. Now they're looking at the core from 54 to 57 feet, which was where the anomaly was supposed to be yeah. underneath the uh, swamp. The clay. So yeah. they pull up the core, they open it up. There's no wood present, which is what they were expecting. They thought and they were they supposedly find... in if exactly the spot ship. where it was. Yeah. Yeah. If there was a ship there, you should find some wood or drill through some wood or something. But they just found basically more clay yeah and um so the core had lots of dry clay as well the one big takeaway they had from the amount of clay that was underneath is that this is the type of clay that is it can retain its structural integrity enough that you can tunnel through it Mm -hmm. so like it's possible there could be tunnels underneath the swamp yeah because of the that type of clay being there so this thing that they're seeing it was on a monitor Oh, they had taken yeah. a a sensor over the swamp that could so penetrate what? the with some sort of. Well, that's radar. when I so it was it was when he did the seismograph the seismograph stuff. That's right. So they lit off a bunch of explosions. They had sensors read the readings that from those explosions to kind of map out what was underneath the surface. So they could it would sense like thicker material and it came up with this shape that I see it looks like a wiener. Yeah. And they think they say it looks like a boat. I don't know. But there was no they didn't know that it was wooden. They just no, saw no, their they shape just assumed, and thought it was a boat. They assumed that there So could it just be the clay? Well, then going further Because it's a different kind of material. In the war room, they're discussing their findings and you see the penis map up on the wall. <laughs> And that's what it's being called. Okay. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's what it is from now on. Have you seen it? Well, no. <laughs> Do you have a picture I'll of the have, penis I'll map? Look. We'll find it. We'll find it. <laughs> I almost. I kind of want to see Teresa's. Google that. <laughs> I want to see Teresa's reaction I, uh, to this map. Hmm. There it is. You. <laughs> there it is. All right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, so now you get it. They return to the it. penis map. Right. And I, after, does that look like a boat to you? No. No, <laughs> not at all. But they decide that because there's so much clay at that level, maybe what they're seeing is actually a cavity that is a tunnel underneath the clay at that depth. But they were at the depth and there was clay in it. Well, well the first time they drilled, they, they got stopped. So they, they moved the location and they're, they're still finding okay. clay. So... They might find a void underneath. We don't know yet. Right. Gotcha. So from there, they go into this big discussion. Should we just try to excavate the whole fucking swamp? Yeah. They're like, we're going to do it. We're going <laughs> to try to do it. Even though they're just like, well, if you drain it, you're still going to be like falling into the swamp. Yeah. Because so they said, yeah, what if we just drain it and then dig? And they're like, no way. It's going to be just soupy <laughs> stuff. You're going to sink machinery in there. Uh, yeah. So they have to come up with some method to try to... Like a bridge. Somebody commented on our first wrap-up video saying that they should get the people from Gold Rush in there to help them excavate the entire island. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except the... Is that the same network? I think so. Oh. It's all History Channel. 
Disney. Gold Rush? <laughs> no. <That's> Discovery. <laughs> is it Discovery? Gold Rush is Discovery. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I watch it. I'm, the, I'm familiar with it. Hey. <laughs> I, I watch this. Show. Anyway, so I don't know how feasible it would be to just have Gold Rush guys come on. <laughs> no. Excavate. They probably wouldn't get permits to do this massive, you know, excavation. No. It's not at the for Gold For a different Rush network level. especially. No, definitely not. Yeah. So, uh, you know. But it, you still run into the, the problem of trying to get through the swamp and pull that dirt out. and Right. So we'll have to see. Yeah. But they're going to try to do it. And that's where the episode ends. Bum, bum, bum. So that was the whole episode. And, you know, we didn't do it on any of the other re- recordings that we did, but we might as well just toss it on here. What were you drinking all night while we recorded oh. this episode? <laughs> Sean, let's start so with I you. So I was drinking uh, Narragansett. Narragansett. Hi, neighbor. Yeah, good good old uh, Narragansett here. What were you drinking, Teresa? I was drinking White Claw. There's no laws when you have White Claws. Yeah. Apparently not. <laughs> and then I was back to the Lizard King Mosaic Hopped IPA. Yeah. Very good. Um, I saw it in there and I was like very, very tempted. I saw it too. I, There's still probably one next more. week I'll There's grab one that one. Yeah. in there. So that's that. And what about Tales from Infinite Forge? Do we have anything uh, to talk about? I split that wood. It smells like shit. It smells mm-hmm. like it oh, smells like a, a smell. No, it smells like um, a dairy farm, like you know, cow shit. Like it just what? smells like that. Yeah, sometimes like oak just stinks. Oh, but it's all good. It's not like rotten. It just stinks. Hmm. So if you burn it in your fireplace, it'll stink up the house. Um, I don't know. Like you have to wait it's a couple like, years yeah. for it to dry out. So that it'll probably retain some stink. <laughs> But when it burns, I, I think yeah, I don't think you notice it. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Teresa? What have you been doing? Lately? Um, lots of little things. I made like a paper horse head thing, and ended up being smaller than I thought, so I can't use it for what I wanted to use it for. But now we have a paper horse head thing. Uh, All right, <laughs> paper horse. We should hang it on the oh, wall or yeah. something down okay, here. Okay, we'll do See? that. Yeah. And then for work, making centerpieces. That was my project today. Cool. That was fun. I just recently made hot sauce. I got a batch of hot ah. sauce made. Jalapeno, mango, pineapple. And it's pretty good. New combo? A little bit. Yeah, I put some actual mango <laughs> in with pineapple juice. It's called whatever Big Y has in stock this week. For the peppers. Yeah. For the peppers. It's whatever they got. So okay. like, sometimes they have habaneros. Sometimes they have It's even done a habanero, but now with, with the jalapeno. You haven't done jalapeno with that, right? No. Right. Yeah. If you it's use still it, it's like mango habanero. Yeah. Um, it's just um, a little bit lighter on the heat. So okay. actually probably more preferable because I go a little overboard with the heat on it sometimes. So that was fun. Cool. And then I've also been working on converting a bunch of horseshoes into different types of hooks. Mm-hmm. So I kind of – I've sketched out a bunch of them and like yep. instant like the different process points and the different steps – to take one horseshoe and turn it into the heart-shaped hook or whatever. And I've gotten a bunch of them prepped so that they're ready to form the hearts. And, you know, I'm going to try to get a couple hooks made up. And I'm also trying, I think I'm going to try to make some of those candy canes that similar to what Josh Weston has been showing the last few days. Just just as family gifts or something. Yeah, yeah. That would be a nice thing to That's cool. Um... 
So, yeah, it's a couple things I want to get nice. working on. Um, I was hoping to be able to get my act together so I could have stuff to sell for this upcoming Maker's Market mm-hmm. that's at the Dragon's Breath Forge, but I don't know if I'm going to have that ready in time, and I haven't contacted them at all about <laughs> yeah. it. We'll just so go and enjoy it. We're going to go just to that Maker Market either way. That's sell them out of your coat pockets. Say, eh, you want a hook? You want some of that? <laughs> you want a hook? <laughs> <laughs> I got your hooks right here, man. <laughs> so anyway, you should go check out that Maker's Market if you are in Connecticut uh, next Saturday, November 30th. Uh, we'll be checking it out for sure. There's going to be a bunch of different people there, including Matt Berry, um, Matt Parkinson from Dragon's Breath, Jamie from Dragon's Breath. Um, there's a charcuterie company that's going to have stuff there. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's She Bean Brewery is going to have some stuff nice, there. Nice, nice, nice. Are they doing um, forging this time? They're going to have forging demonstrations going on. Nice. So 12 to 6 p.m., Dragon's Breath Forge in Wolcott, Connecticut. Very cool. Check it out. Yep. Um, what else has been going on? Anything else we can talk about? That's All it. right. That's it. All right. Thanks, Sounds everybody, for watching. Uh, tune in next time for our next Oak Island wrap-up. See ya.